Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. And I am your host, Paulette Ristini. I am your transformational coach for mid-career women who are on the verge of creating magic and change. Because I am your magic maker and your movement motivator, passion instigator, and all things that I can bring you these fabulous people, women predominantly, who are also magic makers and creating change in the world. And I'm so excited to be able to share these amazing people with you when I get to meet them on my path and my journey. And when I know that they have beautiful things for you. So today I get to introduce you to Erin Meadows who is fabulous. She's uh, just outside of Atlanta. And she is also a coach, business coach, I would say predominantly, is that correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. So you can probably tell us a little bit more about your niche and what you do. And, but I wanna know not only what you do, but I wanna know why you do it. <laughs> mm, I love that. Well, thank well, you for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, I am Erin Meadows. I'm a certified life and business coach. And so what I do in the most simple way of saying it is that I help female entrepreneurs make money without making themselves miserable in the process. <laughs> so I typically come in, I work with a lot of mid-career people who are either exiting corporate, exiting nine to five, stepping into their entrepreneur journey work with a lot of people who are already in their journey and maybe kind of they were starting to take off and now they've hit this, this kind of slump period that they get into. And I step in, reach out a hand, give them all the support in the world, both as a coach and as a consultant. So I blend in my 20 plus year um, career working as a marketing expert, business strategist, communications expert, and just really provide that type of support for my clients why I do that, and why. <laughs> <laughs> which is way more important. And what I would say is really my sole purpose. My life legacy is I am incredibly passionate about helping women thrive. Mm -hmm. So I think far too many humans in general are really good at surviving and living in survival mode and getting right. by day to day. My goal is to help more and more people actually step into thriving in life and business. And one of the ways that I think women can thrive is realizing they are, they have everything it takes that they desire to create their own money from scratch, start their own business and be leaders. So that's what I do. Love that. I love that. So how did you get to where you are today? And mm. now I love people's stories. So Oh, it's so, so exciting. I think, you know, when I think about my, my path and my journey, like so many people, I chose a career path at the ripe old age of 18. And I always laugh. I'm like, mm, I chose my whole career path at the age when I was still into dating bad boys. And I still thought that was like, cool, right? Like to date guys that treated me poorly. So I'm like, <laughs> I've changed a bit since then, both in career and in, um, in my relationship choices. So I kind of got on this conveyor belt where I just got into the grind of a nine to five into wanting to climb that ladder. And I had aspirations. I'm a really ambitious person. And I kind of really worked my way to the top of, of 
my kind of part of an organization, which would be to run the entire marketing communications function in an organization. Um, my next step, I started being approached about C-level jobs, uh, chief operating officer, CEO jobs. And as I tuned in, what I realized is I was not at all excited. In fact, it was making me feel sick. I had no desire to move into a C-level role in that type of company. And I realized that I had been running in a race that I actually never meant to enter. I just got on that conveyor belt and started climbing that ladder mindlessly Ooh. and decided in that moment, this is not what I want. And this is absolutely not what my soul is crying out for. So I sat down and thought, what do I love the most out of all the things I've done? And what I loved the most in my corporate career was leading was supporting and mentoring, was helping people uh, thrive in their careers and um, do the best that they could do without burning themselves out. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I got a coach. I experienced coaching to help me make some decisions. And then it was a big aha moment. I don't want to be the CEO of a big organization. I want to be the CEO of Aaron Meadows Coaching. And I want to help people change their lives and their careers. So that's my kind of my journey. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's a great a great realization. Yeah. And I think, especially for women in midlife, uh, I think there's lots of new realizations. Mm -hmm. And it's not that anything was bad or wrong, uh, but it's just time for a different change. Time, time for a different outlook on life and time for a different outlook on how you live your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what are your new values? So they don't have to be the same thing as when you were 18 or 10 or 20 or 30 or whatever. Um, I mean, I know I am like a super chameleon <laughs> because I love life and there's so much to do. Uh, but we all need guidance and clarity on how to find out what those things are and then what to do with them. Yes. Right? Well, and I love that. And I love just keeping that, that door cracked open to reevaluate your values to, you know, I would, one of the main things I, I help people do is unwind some of their beliefs that they have about themselves, the, the people around them, the world around them, things that we just haven't even stopped or thought to question. Yeah. 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 Thought to question, thought to change. Right. Thought, do I really still believe that? Mm. Do I still really want that? Right. Mm. Yeah. I sure don't want the things I wanted when I was 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, that was an amazing, I was meant to go through that journey. And I look back on my career. I don't hate it. Right. I mean, there were highs and lows, but I loved that. It was a great journey. In hindsight, can I say I consciously chose that with all the information that I wish I could have had? Maybe not. At 18, I picked a major and I went out and got a job, but I loved it. And, and I do think, I mean, I know that I went to college on and off over the years. I even got my master's when I was 50, you know, so it was like yeah. taking the time to evolve myself as well as my studies. And I love school. I mean, I love learning and taking classes and I've constantly done that. But to try to choose that when you're 18. Mm -hmm. It's like, go out and hit the road, man. <laughs> go see what's out there. You know, yeah. so many people get so stuck 
and they're they like they never leave their hometown or they never you know see what else is out in the world yeah they're yeah fed, they're fed information yeah and that feels scary right i mean it, it can feel really scary and when we're talking about making a whole career change, you know, kind of like a burn it down moment. And a whole, I'm going to go after and, and do this thing that they talk about, about chasing your passion and trying something to that can feel really big and scary and, and unattainable and unattainable. And when you've got kind of the, all the other, the, all the other messages that you're getting that are telling you just keep doing what you're doing and stick with it. And that, that can feel, feel really big. And so that's when you mentioned your values. I think for me, what part of what my journey was, was getting really clear about who I was at that time, what I valued at that time. And it turned out that I didn't value, you know, I laugh. I don't even know that I value the same things today that I did five years ago. And so thank goodness we're growing and evolving and changing. Oh my gosh. Well, God, if I stayed the same, I'd be so boring. (laughs) I know myself. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's part of the journey is to experience it all. Yeah. So what's been, so as you stepped out of corporate into your own, your own path, what's been hard? What's been the hustle? Yeah. Uh, You know, I think, um, when I stepped out, my first business that I started, which, which I still run, is a consulting business. And, and I started that. And I'll tell you, the, the thing that I struggled with and I see a lot of my clients struggle with is shifting from an employee mindset to an entrepreneur mindset. Mm-hmm. I can remember in my first business being very established. I had clients who adored me. I adored them. We were doing great work together. And technically on paper, I had all the freedom in the world, right? Like this is the, this is the thing entrepreneurs talk about all the time. I want the freedom uh, to work when, where, how, and with whom I, I desire. And my nervous system, if I went to go get my hair done in the middle of the day, my nervous system would tick on because I had not reprogrammed myself. Mm. I didn't feel like I was allowed to do those things. Mm. Or I would sit at my desk with literally nothing left to do, waiting for five o'clock to roll around because that's what I was taught to do and trained to do and rewarded for in my corporate job was like, but in the seat, we need you here. So I think kind of just that and, and changing the way that you think and realizing that, yeah, you can have freedom, but you're going to have to go out and claim that for yourself. Yes, you can work and do whatever kind of work you want. You can show up in this world however you want. You get to define what professional dress looks like, what professional <laughs> language looks like. You get to do all of that. And, and also no one's going to give you permission to do it. You are the CEO of your company and you're going to have to take that permission. And that means you're going to have to change the way you think. Mm. Yeah. That's really good. (laughs) It's a doozy. We all go through it. Yeah, of course. And I mean, that's exciting. It can be scary, but it's also stepping more into your path and your values and your beliefs and what you really want. And even that's hard to define when you've mm-hmm. been so caught up in a certain way, a certain role. Yeah. Like yeah. what do I really get to do? Do I have to sit at my desk until five o'clock? No. Can I like go bowling or go surfing yeah. or take a nap? 
<laughs> right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting in the, the people that I work with and I, and I have a lot of entrepreneur clients and I still have a lot of people that are in corporate and they're, they're just exploring. And even my corporate clients, when I, when I teach them and, and help them figure out a system where they feel psychologically safe to step away, to just have white space in their calendar where they're not in a meeting, where they're not trying to create something. They're just, it's white space. Well, Boy, things change for people when you so, start to do that. So when you call that white space, just being. Yes. 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 Just being. Right. Unplanned time. I tell everyone, if anyone has access to your calendar, block your white space, lock it down. Don't let people see what's on that calendar. Make yourself unavailable and own that shit. Don't say yes to a meeting. (laughs) Don't let someone override it. Own it. That's your time. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. So what do you do? So now this is Erin, the woman, not Erin, the businesswoman, mm-hmm. which are actually both the same, right? In yeah. this life that you've created for yourself, you're all of that. But what do you mm-hmm. do to feed yourself? I mean, I love talking about self-care and I love everybody mm-hmm. has some very similar paths of self-care, but what do you do for yourself? How do you feed yourself? Mm, I love that. And you know, something, and I must've just been channeling this for our conversation, something that's just been with me for the last couple of weeks is, and I deeply believe this. I believe that like personal development is professional development. Mm. I believe that life balance and self-care is a legitimate money-making business strategy. So you're right. It's all combined up together. Um, You know, I consider myself a soul on a constant journey. And so I think the first thing that I do to take care of myself as a human being is I ask for help. I have a whole team of people that I will go to. I have coaches, therapists, doctors, um, you know, alternative healthcare practitioners. I, you know, called, call on the spirit guides and the crystals and everybody, right? Like I, I want the whole team. Right yes, ma'am. Yes. Like bring the whole team in. And that the first thing that I do is I do that. And I make no apologies for it. Like I get my team assembled and we, and we work on the stuff. And so that's the first thing I do, um, on the day to day, you know, one of the things I'm really working on right now is, is I think in life we can get so focused on the spikes of pleasure and self-care. Like, oh, I look forward to my monthly massage. That vacation is coming up. And right now I'm really trying to go down to the micro level. What is pleasurable right here in my home that doesn't require this big moment or this big trip or this big thing? Um, and I love, I love to sing. I love to, to snuggle my dog, Zoe. I love reading, journaling. I love a good nap. I've been this way since I was a child. I love sleeping when the rest of the world is awake. It feels like I'm stealing time. <laughs> All of those things. And then, and then, you know, part of the human journey is constantly looking at where we're in the struggle around caring for ourselves. And you know, I'm identifying right now in real time areas where like, Hey, I need to shore this up. Like I'm in the struggle here. I'm not actually caring for myself in this area or this area. So I'm always trying to fine tune that just with love and compassion for myself. And I mean, 
you and I have been in this in, on this journey for a long time, and I there's so many things that I can do, and I do do. Uh, but I've, you know, I talked to people, I was talking to a fellow the other day and he's, he's in between working and retiring and he doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. It's like, seriously, like mm-hmm. I can fill up my day. <laughs> so many beautiful, pleasurable things. Yeah. Not just work. Right. And I know like my dad was like that. There's a certain generation, I think, that was like, work, come home, have your martini. Work, come home, have your martini. Yeah. Yeah. What else is there? What else is there? Yeah. My work is my life. I do love it. You know, it is part of my journey, but I still have other things. Mm -hmm. I love to take a nap. I love to read a book. I love to sing too. And I dance around my kitchen like a crazy woman. Because it fills my heart with love and passion and joy yeah. in the moment. Yes. It's not yeah. planned. I don't plan that. I'm going to go at five o'clock. I'm going to sing in my kitchen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. And, you know, one of the things that I love to ask people when, when, they're, when they really are struggling with, I don't do anything other than work. I always say it's not so much what you do, but why you do it that really mm-hmm. matters right? The action is just the action. And a lot of times people fill their lives so much with work because that is, that is how they identify. Mm -hmm. That is where they feel the best about themselves. Um, it's who they think they are. They're afraid to scale back on working because they think the minute that they, like people literally think the minute they scale 10% back, they're going to lose their jobs. And I get it. Like it, that's a big, scary feeling. Um, but then kind of figuring out, I always tell people you're a human before you insert any title you have business owner, executive wife, mother, you're just a human first having a human experience. And so when we, when we pull out from whatever it is that we're hyper-focused on and start to drop in joy and excitement and care, I think that's where we really start to bloom as humans, human have to work on it. Human being, right? Not human being. doing. Not That's human right. Doing. Just <laughs> being. That's that white space, that being. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that comparison there between the human being and the human doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, gosh. So what would you suggest to someone who is making those changes and doesn't know what to do for their own self-care or self-pleasure? Yeah. One of the things that my coach had me do a while back is to just sit down and just start just brainstorming, write anything down. It doesn't matter how big or how small that just is something that even for five minutes you think would be fun, make you laugh, bring you joy, just get a list going. Um, I love asking people to write down three to five things that are most important to them. And I give people a caveat. Don't put your partner down. Don't put your kids down. Let's just assume the whole universe knows your people are important to you. Your business is, don't do that. Pretend none of that matters. And really think about you as a human being, what's important to you right now. And then look at those things and then compare it to your calendar and see if you are intentionally like scheduling time to be with those things. So when I look at my list, things that are important to me would be, um, like having quiet time, um, 
health, right? And so when I look at that, I can tell you right now, more often than not, quiet time is on my calendar and engaging with my health and wellness is kind of like, hey girl, hey. <laughs> so that shows me an opportunity of an area where it's important to me, but it's not showing up in my day-to-day life as much as I feel like I'd like it to. So now I can sit down and think in the whole health and wellness landscape, what are a few things that feel like they might be fun and enjoyable for me to do? Take a walk, go on a wellness retreat, go get a massage, talk to my coach about it, whatever it is that feels like it would be supportive. But I think you got to get clear about what matters to you. Right. And what really does make you feel good? Because ultimately that's it. I mean, we just want to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's it. This is all we got. Yeah. 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 Love it. Okay. So juicy. And I mean, that's just, all of that is like of the utmost importance is bringing yourself that personal joy and pleasure. So you can, because it helps you get clear. Yes. Yes. On why the why, right? You mentioned the why. Why is like the biggest thing. When I work with my clients, it's like, okay, we're going to go. I'm going to sound like a two-year-old and I'm going to ask you why, 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 why do you want to do that? Why, why, why? Uh, Because that's, that's the biggest question. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Because you can say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be a doctor and I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do this thing, or I think I need to do this thing. And it's like, well, why? Mm -hmm. And if yeah. that doesn't ring your chimes, baby. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Literally>. <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's probably just your human brain or ego or some kind of like patriarchy bullshit telling you what you should be doing or any system of oppression telling you what you should be doing. And so I love that. And, and I think about when you keep asking why, what starts to happen is you drop out of the headspace into the heart space and ultimately into what I call soul goals. Yes. What your soul yes. It's absolutely so goals. I, I say that all the time too. I yes. Yeah. And so, and it's interesting when I, when I take my clients through it and I, and I do the same thing, I, I tell them like, let's go, let's shoot for five whys. Let's go five layers deep. I go seven. Yes, <laughs> seven. Perfect. And sometimes it only takes me three. Like, and what I notice is, my clients will start to feel emotional as they go deeper. So you might show up and say, look, I want to lose 25 pounds. And then we go into why, and we get a little bit deeper and deeper. And then all of a sudden, then come the tears or the big smile or the face kind of flushing. And for me, as someone who's pretty empathic and intuitive, I'll get the chills and I'll start to know, like, we're getting into this soul level with this person. And it's fascinating because when you really get down to it, it's kind of like that your deepest desire may or may not be that first thing you thought you wanted to do. That first thing might just be a vehicle to get you to the deepest desire, but boy, that's the thing that's going to light your fire and make you actually show up and do the work. Well, and that's right. Exactly. Exactly that. Because when you know your why and it makes sense to you and it does light your fire, then you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so simple. It's so simple, but we forget those steps. I have to do this. 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 Yeah. But if I want to, and I get to. Yeah. And when you're connected 
you know, that's, what's going to get you through. I always, I always feel like motivation only goes so far. We all run out of it. Like we run out of willpower and motivation by this hour of the day, every day, it's four o'clock Eastern time. I don't have anything left in the tank to prevent me from not wanting to eat a whole pizza and just go to sleep. Right. right? Like I, and so, so, I mean, this, like, I don't have it in the tank as a human to like fight the good fight at four five, six o'clock at night. I've given my all all day, but when you're connected at that soul level to your why, what I notice is when motivation is gone, which it will, willpower is gone. Then what we get to do is just say like, but I'm committed to the why. Like I'm committed to the why. And so we don't need the motivation, the willpower all the time. We just need the commitment to the why. And if the why is like a big, sexy, juicy why that lights your soul on fire, you're probably going to be more committed to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you do have to take action. I mean, there's so much to be said about living your dreams and creating the life you desire and asking the universe to give you this beautiful life, but you still need to take action yes. and you still need to know why. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. why is going to help you take action. Yes. Right? Yes. We've got to take those steps. And I think when we get stuck in life, sometimes we just need to take the step. Even if it's, I tell people, if even if you think it's the wrong step, even if you think it's in the wrong direction, just get out of the, the head and take a step anywhere. The universe will step forward and meet you. And, and then, That's and then just kind of, you connect back into that why, and you get your body back in motion. You get your heart, your soul, your mind back in motion. Yeah. And that yeah. builds your energy and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So you can create everyday magic. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. about. Yes. So good. Erin, I love talking to you. You're so fun. You're so, you're so vibrant. And, you know, I love your path. Um, and you're bringing great change to the world too, which is so good. And so everybody out in heart and hustle land, you know, connect with Erin, check her out, you know, see the things that she has to offer and, but listen to this conversation because this is really good, juicy stuff. This is stuff that's important and it's so easy to forget. Sometimes it's so easy to fall back into old patterns and old habits And even when you're wanting change, even when you're craving change, it's okay to ask for help, right? Like pulling your team, pulling your crystals, pulling your spirit guides, pulling your coaches, hire a coach, hire somebody, (laughs) you know, because, because that's the beauty that's investing in yourself. And that's where people get so fearful. I don't deserve this. I don't, I'm not worthy. I don't have enough money. I can't invest in my dreams and desires. And it's like, well, that's all you have, my friends. Mm. Yeah. Step into your power, step into your beauty, step into the glory and the desires that you have and make that magic. Mm. Well, the world needs your magic. Absolutely. And once you want it. Yes, every one of us, like we're here right now for a reason. And yeah. And so it's, we have to take care of us so that we can go out and light this world on fire in the most beautiful, magical way. Right. And like really create change and put love and beauty and just so much goodness out in the world. And I know that 
everyone in your, in your orbit who works with you is that's what they do. That's they're magical. That's what they're called to do. So love that. So good. All right. All right, my friends. So let us know if you have any questions or comments. I love to know what your takeaways are. Connect with me, connect with Aaron. Thank you for being here for another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers, because we are here to shake up the world. (laughs) Yeah, right on. And leave a review if you can, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you next time. Aaron, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today and with all of us. Thank you for having me. I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Bye.